Welcome back to the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. The lines are open, so call now, 303-477-2473. That's 303-477-2473. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And with that admonition, we are going to do a garden show here for another hour. Jim Borland and Keith Funk, the Garden Wise Guys on the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810. Who's up? Who's up? That would be Tara out in Highlands Ranch. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, uh, Jim and Keith. How are you guys doing today? Ducky. We're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing ducky. Good. Um, I just have a question. When should I be sowing seeds directly into the soil for my cool weather vegetables, like my peas, lettuces? I think it's still a little bit early. Yeah, you you could put um, spinach in. Yeah, yeah, oh, spin- okay. yeah. Spinach is one of those things. If if the temperature and so forth is right, it'll come up. If not, it'll just sit there and wait. And you might be. Able, okay. I would think radishes would work now too. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and uh, if you're if you have lots of space, be, radishes don't take up very much time in the soil. So if this sowing doesn't work, and you find out that it's I don't know freezing off doing whatever it's not supposed to do. You can make another snowing, snowing, sowing. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the timing for the peas and lettuces? Timing in terms of when to plant them like out. When I should plant direct the sow. Seeds oh, um, direct sow. I would say certainly in the middle of April. Okay. You can plant them out oh. probably earlier. Than, you know, it all depends on what kind of weather we're going to have. I know. And I keep referencing a number of years ago, and I forgot what year it was. It was the middle of March, or maybe it was the first week or so in March. We didn't have any any frost after that. That is highly unusual. Of course, nobody yeah. knew that that was going to happen. If if they if they knew that was going to happen, we could have put all everything out in the, almost everything out in the vegetable garden. Now, what I would look at, I, I was looking at the advanced forecast, and next week is going to be kind of up and down. Uh, But the week after that looks like we're going to be in the high 60s and 70s for the majority of the week. So maybe that that weekend right before that would be the time to get out there and start sowing some of those cool season crops. Okay. That helps. Thank you. Okay. And I also had one more question. What is the best fertilizer for vegetables? Oh, I, I I like something very general. Uh, they they sell fertilizer that on the package just says vegetable fertilizer, and typically those are all pretty good. Okay. And you know, it, it, organic versus synthetic. Um, the organic is going to be much slower release because it has to be broken down by the soil <laughs> microorganisms before those nutrients are released to the plants. Um, synthetics are much faster. I prefer a granular material that you sprinkle down on a regular basis. Usually it tells you on the package probably once a month. And, uh, and as far as an analysis, the numbers on the bag, um, some, something where all the numbers are fairly close together. Okay. Um, oh, uh, there is one other thing, though. Tomatoes. Uh, and, and let's see, the tomato group and the peppers and eggplant. They have a tendency, I think even squash has a tendency to get what's called blossom end rot. And that's oh, yeah. a, a lot of time that's from a lack of calcium in the soil, especially if you're growing in containers. So when you're buying 
a fertilizer for those plants. You might just want to buy one that's specified for tomatoes because it'll have the extra calcium and magnesium and so forth uh, added into it, where other vegetable garden fertilizers might not. Okay. Yeah, I have some the basic tomato, like the tomato fertilizer. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that'll could, be fine. You could use the tomato fertilizer for all of your vegetables. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do, do well, not when when you're when you're fertilizing all the rest of your vegetables with tomato fertilizer, hide put some tape or something over that with for, uh, t- <laughs> tomato part on on the package. That way they won't know. Yeah. It's good to know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys. You bet. Thanks for calling, Tara. Have a good weekend. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, tomatoes have a an interesting requirement for that blossom end rot thing. And usually our soils, right, Jim? Our soils usually have plenty of oh, calcium yeah. oh, and, yeah. and so Tons forth in them already. Yep. But it's when you're growing in containers in potting soil that's usually devoid of calcium. Yep. And so that's where it becomes very important to add or to use a fertilizer containing those micronutrients. And, of course, then that's not the only thing that contributes to Blossom end rot. Now, there are other things. For instance, not watering adequately will do it, too. Letting them get too dry. Uh, again, we're talking mostly about containers. It c- I guess it could happen in the garden, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can. Even if you have enough calcium. If you don't give them enough water, then the roots can't take up the calcium. Yeah, that water lubricates the nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an inside joke, folks. <laughs> I was reading one of these Facebook posts that gives you all these gardening hacks, and most of them I just want to hit my head against the wall. Slicing a tomato and planting the slices? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You mean that's a rumor? <laughs> yeah. That's not a, that's not a way. I mean, it, obviously it works, but why would you waste a perfectly good tomato? Oh, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's just a lot of things that work, but are much more work than just doing it the simple way. Oh, and guess what? You can cut the 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 top off of a carrot. Yeah. And plant it, and yeah. it will grow more leaves. But it's not going to grow another carrot. No. <laughs> but I was reading this special stuff. I think it was called elm dirt or something like that. It was a liquid. So I, why it's called elm dirt, I don't know. And part of the instructions or the part of the benefits is saying it was going to lubricate the nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> water does the same thing. <laughs> Just simple oh water. Yeah. I suppose yeah. if you use mineral water, I, you know, <laughs> some derivative of some glycerin. That. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I mean, Nutrients have to be dissolved in water for plants to be able yeah, to pick them up. That's right. And, and nutrients don't jump into the roots or, <laughs> or vigorously or aggressively penetrate the roots of plants. No. The plants have to go out and find them and get them. That's right. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Let's go out and talk to Sharon about some hydrangeas, shall we? Good morning, Sharon. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, I have two hydrangeas. Both are the paniculata type. One's a, a limelight and one's vanilla strawberry. The limelight's about six foot tall. How far can I cut it back to kind of reshape it? 
oh, you can cut that back at least by 50%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, because I know it grows on, or blooms on new growth. Exactly. And then the vanilla strawberry got hailed to death last year. I live over by Keith, and, and so he'll know when when we had hail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's got really beat-up bark on it. Should I just cut that way, bark, way back? I would. You know, I, I would cut it back to maybe 18 inches, 2 feet. Okay. Give it a chance to start over. It'll help it uh, branch out near the base <coughs> and produce some nice, healthy new shoots. Good, because it looks so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's such a pretty one. It is. Now, there's a new one out that I'm looking for for this year called Quick Fire Fab, F-A-B. Oh, I bet that's bright. It's supposed to be, and it's supposed to be a little bit more compact than, than Quick Fire. But uh, that, that's what I'm going to try to find this year. I'm, I've been collecting hydrangeas lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only have the two, but I really enjoy them, and everybody enjoys looking at them. But they, oh, they can be I spectacular, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I need to know is just how far I can kill them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, thank Thanks you. for your call, Sharon. Uh-huh, bye-bye. I don't know why I was thinking about that when she was talking about the hydrangeas. And you talked about the quick-fire fab, which is shorter than quick-fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mind went exactly, went exactly to miniature conifers. Oh, yeah. And how... <laughs> and <laughs> there are aficionados out there who want to get one of everything. Oh, um, I know. And I've seen some of those gardens. Uh, yes. Oh, and, they're collections, rather. Yeah. They're not gardens. And, and so many of them are n- nothing more than a glob of needles on a stick. Yeah. That's their entire feature. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want that. I don't. You know, everybody has their own particular. I, yeah, I, that's true. And favorites. the other ones that seem to be taking everybody by storm are yellow conifers. Those just look sick. Yellow, year-round. They look chlorotic. And the only yellow one I can think of that I really like is the one at, that one of our local inhabitants, uh, Alan Taylor by name, found up in the foothills, not too far from Denver here. It's a lodgepole pine. I'm trying to think of the name of it now. <sighs> Taylor Sunburst comes to mind. I don't know Something why. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, this one is yellow um, coming out of winter dormancy and it goes yellow and it's really a very nice yellow and then later in the year it turns back green again Mm -hmm. to me that's two features you get whereas if it's yellow year-round that's it well you got one feature and you better like yellow well there's some there's some there's a spruce an orientalis spruce yeah it is taylor sunburst by the way that you were talking about lodgepole pine there's uh, orient, oriental spruces that the new growth comes out bright yellow. Mm-hmm. And then as it ages during the, the summer, it turns, turns to green. Yeah. And there's some junipers that do that, too. I find those attractive because you have yellow and dark yeah. green it, foliage at the same time. It kind of keeps you wondering every time you go out there and take a look at it. What's it doing today? Mm-hmm. Has it turned more yellow? Has it turned more green? It it's, it's gives you something to anticipate. Yeah. Worth if it's just one color, you know what color it's going to be when you walk out there. Yeah, and and sometimes that it's attractive on certain plants. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's not, not so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know where Alan Taylor got this particular yeah lodgepole. I know the area. 
I guess I asked him. <laughs> oh. I ran into him once. Where did you get that? And he told me, and it's uh, a roadway. It's um, up in the foothills. Is it? Is it's the parent the, tree still there? It's the peak to peak highway is what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Coming up uh, would be north of Nederland, but south of Ward. Okay. That's what we call. Yes. Got that right. And it's on the on the east side of the road. <laughs> so I'm going to go out and look for more. All right. Chances are that was it. They weren't going to find any more. Well, I mean, that, the, old, the original tree might still be there, don't you think? Or did they wouldn't have cut it down? No, he would have taken cutting cuttings to yes. graft. Yes. So you're right. I hadn't, hadn't thought of that. You're right. You're quite right. I wonder what the seeds would produce off of that tree. I Probably. don't know. Anybody's ever tried that? Probably plain green. They take seeds off of uh, mutants they find of conifers out in the wild, mm-hmm. and those turn out to be strange. Mm. You, you get like everything under the sun, hmm. which is kind of what those people want. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. want weird-looking things. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Hey, the phone number here is three zero three four seven seven two four seven three. Probably be a good idea to call in earlier because usually toward the end of this hour it gets a bit jammed up. Yeah, so call now. Don't wait. Um, statistics for today: seven oh five was the sunrise. There we go. Sunset seven eleven. So we ain't far away from unanimity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sunrise and sunset being the same time, but 12 hours apart. Yeah. I think that's cool. Record high temperature for today, 81 degrees. Record low, minus 5, which gets back to when should I plant things outside? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) I'm not sure. What does Mother Nature intend for us? Are you a gambling person? Exactly. But that's a difference of 86 degrees, if I did my math right. Um, statewide, the snow level is 99% of average, which is a good thing. Uh, the Platte River, which is where we are, we're broadcasting right now. I can't see the Platte River from here. Uh, but I can see uh, Chat. No, it's not Chatville Dam. What's this dam over here? Cherry Thank Creek. you. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry Cherry Creek Creek and it flows into this Platte, Platte River, so we're close. Yeah. Anyway, that uh, we're at 99% there as well. The highest in the state is uh, Gunnison River Valley at 112%. Everybody else is uh, 98 99%. That's great. It is good. Speaking of gambling, I was raised in a Mennonite household. Mm-hmm. Mennonites don't gamble. Most all of my relatives were farmers. I always found that very funny <laughs> and no one ever said you betcha <laughs> <laughs> talk yeah, about you're gambling right. yeah they're you're the right. biggest gamblers on the planet exactly Jeez. well we we sort of do it on a daily basis too yeah gardening thinking that what we're doing is going to succeed ha i wish other statistics for today over the past week we lost uh almost 0.6 Inches of water. Oh, starting to creep up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Hmm. Oh, and I, on the, our Facebook page, I posted a picture of my gardenia plant. Yeah. I am successful. <coughs> you are. And I can prove it. Yeah, Jim came and sniffed them. You took I, all the stink away, too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> well, only off that one blossom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been growing it in my basement. 
under totally under artificial light, yeah. T5 fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. It has been producing. I bought it over a year ago, and once I finally got rid of the mealy bug, yeah. I still am kicking myself. This is what you get when you buy from a box store, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and for the most part, gardenias too. <laughs> yeah. But I got rid of the mealy bug. Yeah. It put out all new leaves, and it put out. It's just covered in buds right now. It's a pretty little thing. Shiny leaves. Yeah, it is. And I thought, okay, the buds are coming, and then just before they open up, they're going to fall off. Yeah. Which is what gardenias do. Yeah. What's your humidity under? Do you know? Um, it's not very high. I mean, that's probably. In the 40% range. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that some humidity leaks out from the orchid, mm-hmm. the orchid area. <coughs> but, uh, boy, it has been producing flowers lately, and they smell oh. so good. God, oh, my God. Smell. There's nothing like it. It truly isn't. So it can be done in Colorado. I guess I got lucky. <laughs> That's right. You got a good one. I got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and my, um, my aloe <laughs> that I bought, yeah. again, from a box store, yeah. uh, thinking that it was a new variety that I hadn't seen before, <laughs> turns out <laughs> it was just painted. <laughs> uh, I thought of you. I was in, oh dear. where was I? must have been Home Depot. And I always go through the, the tropical work, you know, plant yeah. area, just to see what they have. And they had a beautiful racks of of uh, <laughs> rainbow colored Haworthias. <laughs> I think a thought of you immediately. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's growing. <coughs> Green leaves. <laughs> so although I typically don't buy people birthday gifts, if I remember when your birthday is, I, you're going to get one of those. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> it's a beautiful plant, though. Uh, even with the green leaves. Yeah. Well, yeah that well, aren't burgundy bur- anymore. Well, what can I say? It's you know, not sometimes you get fooled, even <laughs> at my age. <laughs> now, it's not the ordinary aloe that everybody grows for medicinal qualities. No, it's not that aloe vera. It's one of those really hard, you know, tight rosettes. Okay. Maybe it's a Haworthia. I thought it was an aloe. Oh. Is it a Haworthia? It could be. Okay. Haworthias <laughs> are hard-leaved. I don't know them that well, okay. uh, you know, the difference between one and the other that well, especially when you get to those little weird ones. Yeah. So... And there are a ton of them. Oh, there are. There really are. My daughter-in-law, bless her heart, was really interested in, had a lot of cactus. And she still does. She still has a lot of cactus and succulents. And then she'd bring them over to me uh, in the winter, to, to winter them over. And then she'd take them back in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, she, and then she had too many. <laughs> so she didn't take them all. <laughs> and, gets, and, and dad gets to keep them, right? Well, they're growing. And I'm I'm getting kind of attached to them, and I'm buying more. <laughs> so now I'm going into su- cactus and succulents and streptocarpus, which is at the opposite yeah, end of the you, spectrum. Yeah, you have a couple of those. Those are pretty. Those are really pretty. If you want to see some pretty flowers, uh, go to your internet and and type in streptocarpus. I won't tell you how it's spelled. You Just get, like it sounds. If you get close, Google will bring it up for you. Uh, and just look at the images of Streptocarpus. Boy, there's some pretty flowers. In oh, there. they're gorgeous ones. By the way, you posted, I think it was you posted, the indication was that you did this, posted a picture of a double-flowered purple flower plant. Oh, it's a primrose. There was no title. 
Oh, I can go back and fix that. Oh, that's right. Because people were asking, what is that? And then they, some people said primrose, and other people said, oh, African violet. No, it was a primrose. Yeah, it was a primrose. Because I, I, I Googled it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I looked at primroses, double flower, purple, and sure enough, there it was. Okay. Ballerina is the name of it. Oh, all right. With one L. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, I don't know what right. they did with the other L. We've got to take a break, but uh, the telephone number here to get in line, because uh, we've got completely open lines right now, as you can probably guess, 303-477-2473. And should you be happy to travel into California today, you might want to go to Capistrano, because this is the day that the swallows return. Every last one of them. That ought to be kind of loud. <laughs> Actually, they don't come all in one day. Oh, okay. There's some that come in early i wish we got purple martins here i miss those okay we're going to sit here and wish about a bunch of things but in the meantime we're going to take a short break right here on legends 810 it's like the difference between soft gentle rain and a monsoon that's how i compare the effect of a dram rain wand on plants to the hard blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain Wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60-degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use Dram watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. Dram watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. Whoa, stop right there. Now that you've got the hole dug, what's next? Add Mike, of course, that's M-Y-K-E, to ensure your plants will get off to a great start. Mike is a revolutionary and proven product that helps plants thrive here in Colorado soils. The secret is a concentrated form of the beneficial fungi mycorrhiza that are found growing naturally with the roots of plants. Mike's beneficial fungi team up with the plant's roots to increase their surface area, boosting the plant's ability to find and absorb water and nutrients to produce stronger, more vigorous and productive growth. It's all organic and easy to use. Simply apply Mike directly to the roots as you transplant your new plants and jump back. Well, it's not quite that dramatic, but the results will amaze you. There's a mic for all your garden plants, including one for flowers, vegetables, and trees and shrubs. And now you can experience the amazing effects of mycorrhiza in your potting soil. Pro-Mix potting soils are perfect for your summer pots and planters, as well as hanging baskets, raised beds, and even houseplants. Make this the year you harness the power of mycorrhizal technology in your landscape with Mike Growth Enhancers and Pro-Mix Potting Soils, available at your favorite local garden retailer. As always, tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. We've got the cure for spring fever at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Our greenhouse is filled with tropical houseplants, including all your favorites and special specimen plants for your collection. Browse through 5,000 square feet of greenhouse with wide aisles and an open-air building to assure your safe shopping. 
Choose from air cleaning, low maintenance, easy care plants, or some special treasure for the green plant enthusiast. While walking through the greenhouse, you'll be surrounded by blooming orchids, hanging ferns, and plants from tabletop size to full-size floor plants. Pinterest-worthy pattern leaves, textures in succulents, and plants with variegated leaves. It's a plant lover's dream. Let our knowledgeable staff help you pick out the perfect one for your environment. Our wide selection of pottery comes in all sizes. Think about a plant in a beautiful container as a piece of furniture to complement your home. Incorporate a grouping of plants together as they would grow naturally. Plants are a perfect addition to your home and office. Bringing the greenhouse indoors gives a feeling of calm to your living spaces. While you're here, browse through two floors of gift and home decor showrooms. Plus, take time to smell the roses in our walk-in fresh flower cooler. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. For more information, visit our website at lafayetteflorist.com. Call us at 303-665-5555 or stop by. We're open daily. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them while they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical byproduct that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it's safe to use around bees and other beneficial insects. And it is a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and once you see the adult beetles flying around your yard, BeetleGone is an organic water dispersible powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention it is certified for organic gardening? Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest, not the rest. You'll find GrubGon Granule and BeetleGon Powder at your local independent garden suppliers, including Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Garden Center, and Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. And welcome back to the Legends 810 with the Garden Wise Guys. Jim Borland and Keith Funk taking your phone calls. And we got a bunch of them. So let's start with Charlie out in Erie. Good morning, Charlie. Hi, uh, you were talking about the Maltese cross. You said you had them coming up. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering where you get seed for that. I bought them at Tagawa's off their botanical interest seed rack. Oh, was, uh, maybe they can find them at uh, one of these. I, I live in Erie, and up by Longmont. Uh-huh. Someplace up here where I might be able to get those. Yeah, the flower bin or the tree farm. Or even oh, okay. even Loveland Garden Center. You start those inside? I do. Uh, I don't suppose you have to, but I wanted to get an early start on them so I have some decent-sized plants to put out by the end of May. Oh, uh-huh. So you think it's too early to put them outside? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely too early to plant outside. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I got a good place to try them inside. I'll do that. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. You bet. Thanks for your call, Charlie. Uh-huh. Right. Bye. Now, what he was talking about was a, a perennial I started called Maltese Cross, and it is a it's a tall-growing perennial. It'll get up about two or three feet tall, but in intense clusters of 
really vivid orange flowers. Mm -hmm. And lately, orange has been a very nice color. I, I've kind of grown pretty fond of it. Oh, good. So a lot of orange in my yard. And that is a long-lived perennial, really durable. Nothing seems to bother it. So uh, I, I miss it. I, I remember it from my childhood, and I've been missing it. So this year, I'm starting seed for it. And if that doesn't work, I'll buy plants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll show them. That's right. They're going to end up in the yard somehow. Um, after that, let's go uh, see what Pat is doing out there in Wheat Ridge. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Well, I was listening last week, and you were talking about this great stuff to get rid of my pesky rabbits, and I did not write it down. So I need you to tell me what that is again. I'll have to charge you for it this time. <laughs> I can't. I went to Ace, <laughs> but nothing, nothing came out at me. So it's called liquid fence. Oh well, that's easy. Yeah, I but I I go that. with the granular form, right? For rabbits. Do they um, do they have it like at Ace? Do you think? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know. If you go to the liquid fence website, I believe they have a. Uh, a locator for you. Just type oh, okay. in your zip code, and it'll show you which stores have it. Okay. Well, I they are destroying my yard. They're a pain, aren't they? Oh, they're just they're just lovely. And I used to have dogs, and I didn't have a problem. But I don't have dogs anymore. You need I to get a dog. Well, I dog set, but they don't keep them down good enough. So oh. yeah, yeah. And I understand the dogs don't have to be very big. No, no. You I have a couple little ones right in front of me that are ankle biters. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> they just chase them all over the yard. There, there you go. But they go home, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have two ankle biters myself, and they saw a rabbit in the backyard, and they looked at me. What is that? <laughs> oh, really? And, oh, no, and just case. stood there and watched it run across <laughs> the yard. Didn't do a thing. Huh. Well, I appreciate that, and I will go to the website, and, uh, and I really, really enjoy your show. Well, thank, oh, thank you, you, Pat. Okay, have a great day. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I visited uh, Keith's dogs the other day. He thought I came to visit him, but actually I came to visit his two dogs. <clears throat> two white fluffy things. Very soft. Yes, they are. Very, very friendly. They're face lickers. <laughs> yes. We like to say they can't hold their lickers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they bark their head off before I come in the door, but as soon as I come in the door, up they come, jumping up and down. Hi, hi, hi. I haven't seen you in, 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 you know. in minutes. <laughs> So does he, they do that to everybody? Oh, yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. They're just so, excited so, for yeah. anybody to come yeah, to the I, door. So I wasn't anything special. <laughs> oh, they're they're cute guys. So. Yeah. Uh, although, did we have a diaper on Phoebe when you no. got there? No. Oh, okay. Phoebe has a tendency to be an excited peer. Yeah, a little peddler. A little peddler. Yeah. But she's growing out of it. Okay. Thank good. goodness. Usually when we know somebody's coming over, we'll put a diaper on put her. Put a diaper on her. That I, way you can pick her up safely. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't embarrass her at all? <laughs> no. In fact, Fergus gets upset that he doesn't get one, too. <laughs> all right. I understand that. <laughs> I noticed that you picked one up. The other one wanted to be picked up, too. Oh, yeah. They both suffer from FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> so I reached out, and I picked her up, was it? I forget now. No, I had him. I had her. I had her. I picked yeah. him up. Yeah. And he was perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a caution, let me tell you. 
So do we have Betsy back online? All right, let's go out and see what Betsy's doing at Jared's Hi, Garden Betsy. Center. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're fine. Great. How, how are things going at Jared's Nursery out there in, in the Westerlands? The Westerlands. Well, we're not that far west, but, you know, we're still easily accessible at, you <laughs> well, know, like Kipling I, and Bowles. Yeah, I can't, I can't see you from here, so you're way out west. I might be able to see you from here. I'm actually on Genesee Mountain right now. Oh, then you looking, can see me. Looking yeah. through my rearview mirror at Long's Peak, or not Long's Peak, at um, James Peak. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there's still snow up here. Yay! Oh, I, I understand you got like a foot of snow in your in your neighborhood. Well, we definitely got that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice heavy wet stuff. Oh yeah, Yay! heavy wet snow. That's our favorite. That's Jim's favorite. Yes. Yes, it is. And um, but things at Jared's are go. You know, perking along. Um, you know, the the major things out of China have arrived, and um, I don't know if it's last year's order or this year's order. <laughs> yeah, who knows now? <laughs> like our spring doodads, garden art, um, even non-China grown pansies are in. So, Yay. Yeah, and even we're even tempting some of the vegetable gardeners with spinach and broccoli this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Uh, so yeah, it's starting to feel like spring. Any classes so, going Jim, on? What is Oh, classes. Yeah, I was going to ask Jim what the moon, the full moon yesterday was supposed to have been. Which one? If it's the um, early planting St. Patrick's Day moon for potatoes and onions, oh, or if it oh, had a cooler name than that. Well, you know they just make up the names anyway, so, you know, oh. so make up one. It could, it could be All right. Jared's moon. It's the Big Dipper moon. <laughs> the Big Dipper moon, yeah. So it probably will go right along with our... Um, our classes this week and next week, which um, this this week we're going to be talking a little bit about orchids and orchid care, and then next week we're going to really start to think about spring with um, uh, a workshop on fruits and berries. So, of course, that's like 10 different things, so, you know, I may just ask them, what do you want to grow? Yeah, <laughs> Rather yeah. Than you know, give them all ten things, and they walk out glazed over. You know? Yeah, because they probably were there because they want to grow that one thing. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so you know, it'll, we'll talk about strawberries. We'll talk about grapes. We'll talk about the challenges of blueberries. You know, whatever you know, the the audience taste buds want to dance about. I want to know why garden centers don't sell. A potting soil for acid-loving plants. Yeah. Well, most of our um, soilless mixes, you know, they start off with that lovely sphagnum peat moss, and then some bozo puts <laughs> lime in it to draw to raise the pH. So you tell me. I. We're gonna find out who that bozo is. Well, in other parts of the country, other parts of the country have potting soils for acid-loving plants, and, well, and yeah. garden centers sell lots of plants that like acid soils. Yeah. Like yeah. all oh, the rhododendrons and azaleas you sell. And citrus and, and gardenias. P- and, and pieris. Well, and I, I think that's why we sell so much of the compressed bales of sphagnum. Okay. Well, that helps. For yeah. those folks, yeah. And then we have to tell them to acidify their water or make sure they're fertilizing with acid fertilizer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because our 9.0 plus 
water out of the tap is going to change it. Yes. But see, you sell what an acid. What is going on there? I know what's going on there. but You sell an acid fertilizer, but not an acid yes, soil. I think that needs to change. I think you need to be a pioneer, Betsy, and go out and source some acid f- potting soil. Well, I think Back to Earth has it, and we were able to get that as a special order since, you know, there are those, like you said, that want an acid potting mix. Yeah, and not everybody is willing to mix up their own. No, no, that can get kind of pricey with all the inputs that yeah. some of these recipes have. It's just like, oh And then people get creative and, and end up with a, a potting mix wow. that nothing will grow in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I started out with, with Michigan peat moss. Oh, yeah, Bacto. like the worst <laughs> stuff I've... Sorry, Bacto, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's changed in 40 years. I don't think it has. You're right. No, you open it up and it's like... Why does it still smell like a swamp? Yeah. <laughs> well, we should get back to the subject of Jared's. You've got a, you've got classes this weekend next, and people can go online and and uh, get and the see what time the details. And, yeah, and there's really no registration. A lot of folks, some people just show up, you know, like ten minutes before, and they don't even know there's a class, and there they are, <laughs> and it's perfect. So, sure. Yeah. So today it's eleven o'clock and two. And then tomorrow it's at 2 o'clock. All right. So check that out at Jared's Gardens on, um, on, on your internet. West Bowles. Yeah, we're at 10500 West Bowles. Big red barn looking thing. So, can't uh, miss it. And can't miss it. Parking lot's clear. Down to, down to pavement again. <laughs> All right. And it, the parking lot's in the back. So there's lots and lots of parking. Yes. Yes, there is. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Betsy. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. She mentioned some plants that they get in, and all the garden centers get these in, but pansies. Uh-huh. Pansies, to me, means spring. Oh, yeah. They are really very, very pretty. Pansies and daffodils. God, those are pretty. Yeah. So, folks, if you go to garden center, t- pick up a six-pack or so, and just hold them and contemplate them. Maybe hug them a little bit. Yeah, give them a little hug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little scratch under the chin. There you go. No, it's my it's my my goal right this year is to get the garden centers to sell and uh, what they what what they call in UK an ericaceous mix. Okay, there you go, ericaceous. Yeah, ericaceous a, refers to heathers and heaths and that yeah. like a very acid soil well, there in the ericaceous. Lots family. of garden centers sell heathers mm-hmm. or heaths or uh, garden centers sell all kinds of stuff that went on yeah, acid yeah, soil. That's right. And they don't sell an acid <coughs> soil. It's never made sense to me. They sell an acid fertilizer, but not an acid soil. Well, they often don't tell you that they need acid soil. Well, true. Some of these plants. When if you and and as popular as citrus is right now, yeah, everybody wants gr- to grow lemons and limes and so forth as a house plant. Mm-hmm. They don't care for our alkaline stuff. They prefer an acid soil. Yeah. So, folks, if you're considering uh, buying some of the things we just mentioned. Uh, give us a call. We'll talk about that, what, what to do, how to do it. Um, There's no way you're going to grow blueberries without an acid soil. No, I was just thinking if we called them blueberries. Why is that the only fruit that, that is called by its color? <laughs> are, are there no, oranges. Oranges are oh, oranges, you're right. I yeah. forgot about that. Um, Limes? 
Lime is a lime. Lime green. We we say well, that's the description of green. Okay. Uh, do we have any green berries? No. Or Pur- yellow purple berries? berries? No. All right. Well, that's enough to think about there. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. Mike, out in Aurora, you're up next when we get back from our break, followed by Breck, uh, who wants to talk about gardenias. We're going to talk, well, we'll talk about that and probably a few other things as well, right here on uh, Legends Day 10. Did you know that many of the landscape plants that have traditionally been sold in Colorado are plants that grow better in other regions of the country? Areas that get more moisture, have richer soil, and don't get our intense sunlight and weather? If you've ever looked at your garden and thought, wow, this plant needs a lot of water, or geez, I really have to baby this plant to keep it alive and looking good, it could be because those plants just aren't suited for our tough Colorado conditions. That's where Plant Select comes in. Plant Select is a nonprofit plant introduction program that finds, tests, and brings to market smart plants that are well suited for the high plains and the Rocky Mountain regions. They want you to have more beauty for a lot less water and work. One of the coolest things about Plant Select is they aren't a company. They're a nonprofit collaboration between Colorado State University, Denver Botanic Gardens, and the Western Green Industry. They have researchers, innovators, retailers, and growers working together to introduce the best plants to thrive in our extreme growing conditions and your garden. So, the next time you visit your favorite garden center, ask to see the Plant Select plants. Or, look for the Plant Select logo and tag. Whether it's a new tree, some shrubs, flower vines, or perennial flowers, Plant Select has you covered. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Did you find a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome for All Seasons is one of the longest-lasting weed and grass preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass and other weed seeds from germinating for up to six months, so apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow-release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Jared's Nursery in Littleton, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, and the Flower Bin in Longmont. As always, be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Listen closely and you can almost hear it. Spring is rolling into town in just two days. 
This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. It's already looking more and more like spring every day at Tagawa's. Cold weather veggies are in, including kale, peas, cabbage, and broccoli. Asparagus crowns are here. So are bare root strawberries and boxes of those beautiful gold, purple, and white gourmet seed potatoes. Tabletop sized tomatoes and peppers have arrived too. If our spring moisture and warmer temperatures have your lawn greening up, you're in luck. John, Tagawa's lawn specialist, is teaching his popular lawn care class this morning in person at 11 o'clock. No reservations are needed, but seating will be limited. The class handout is available on our website, tagawagardens.com. That's 11 o'clock this morning at Tagawa's. For my latest blog, I've gathered some great spring gardening tips from our garden advisors at Dick's Corner. You'll find helpful advice for gardeners of all experience levels. And don't forget, Tagawa's is actively interviewing for seasonal positions for spring and early summer. Details are front and center on our website. Again, that's tagawagardens.com. Springtime and all year round, we are Tagawa's, your garden store, and so much more. And we are back. We're going to take your phone calls until we just can't take them anymore. It's getting close. It's getting close. So ring one up there, Keith. All right. We've got Mike and Aurora waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Thanks for calling the Wise Guys. What can we do for you? Hey, listen, I've been listening to your show for a few months, and uh, I'm just kind of curious to what your philosophies are in, in your gardens. I'm trying to picture what your yards look like, and it sounds like you got every plant in the world growing. <laughs> we, we are. And we are I'm definitely. Just if you guys are organized or what, what? What's your philosophy? Oh boy, organized. We're collectors. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably the best term. It's collectors. Um, you know, some of the. I'm looking around here, and there's a lot of business buildings around here, complexes and such. And they typically have two, three, maybe four plants, and that's it. And they repeat them again and again around yeah. the building. That's that's their organization. Ours is entirely different from that. Collectors yeah, have I, one of these over here, one of those over there, and then we'll have one of these here. Rarely do we have three of anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I have a cousin that he lives on a corner lot, and his whole front yard is planted with all kinds of flowers you know it looks great yeah but there's no it kind of drives me nuts a little bit you know because i'm more organized and everything's got a place and i'm just wondering you guys aren't like that no, no. we're not and, and i understand where you're coming from uh, we know people like that we see landscapes like and that. and there's medication for that <laughs> <laughs> do you but, have uh, do you have access to the internet uh, I'm really not one of those kind of guys. Okay. But I try to stay off of that stuff as much as I can. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I was going to make an allowance here and give you uh, my address that you could just type that in and click on it, and up will come a picture of my front yard. Now, Jim yeah, is. I hear you guys give that out. I'll, I'll write it down. I'll have my wife look it up. Oh, She's okay. Better at that than I am. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? Are you going to give yeah. it on over the air? Yeah, I'll give it on over the air. Hell, I give oh, it to everybody anyway. It's 10, the number 10, Yates, yep. Y-A-T-E-S. 
Street. Y A T E S. Yeah, and that's in Denver. Right. That's in Denver. In case there's more than one. All right, I'll, I'll have a look it up. Yeah. You know, because I like to incorporate rock rock walls and make well, it more natural looking. You well, know, sure. uh-huh. but I don't like everything over planted. Okay. In that case, you won't like my yard. <laughs> or mine. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take a look at it, okay. and I'll call you back sometime. All righty. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. You, you bet, Mike. Bye. <laughs> Speaking of natural, I'm reminded that uh, somebody on Facebook, I don't know what group it was, maybe it was a uh, Colorado Native Plant Gardening Group, seems to me that was it, wanted to put in a new crevice garden. And somebody put up a picture of one. And that, that's one of my bugaboos. People, a crevice garden, if you want a nice crevice garden that looks natural, it, it requires more than taking flat rocks and putting them on edge. Oh, Lord, yes. But that's what most of them are, unfortunately. They look like tombstones. And so they typically use the flat rock, which is sandstone, typically. Uh-huh. And the, the mulch they use is typically granite. And you're mixing two species of rock together. And in my mind, and maybe it's only mine, that doesn't look right at all. You're right. Now, you can't, I don't think you can get sandstone chips. <laughs> you may have to make your own, which I, I would do if I had that. Yeah, yeah. Get some sandstones and get out a hammer and start chipping it up. Wear eye protection. Well, I always do anyway. I got safety glasses on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get out and talk to yeah. Breck before the top of the hour gets up to us here. Uh, good morning, Breck. Good morning, gents. What's going on with your bad self today? Uh, we're just plugging along. You know, I take a lot of notes on the show, like Good. to listen to the show, get all that wisdom from the wise guys. And last month I was looking through some stuff here, and Keith was saying that he was going to hold a party when his gardenia blossomed there. Well, he had a that, party. Did he, I get that? He had a did party. Of, right? He had a party of two last week. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I had rounded up my neighbors. We're ready to go. So okay. if he just wanted to put his address out here, we'll be right there. We'll just go to the one that Jim Gish gave out. <laughs> I don't have a gardenia at that address. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I do have a kitty cat you may want to look at. <laughs> so I've been keeping my shovel sharp. Good. And uh, my... My last enterprise was this uh, thing where I gather up some soil in my yard from the kit that I get from my local gardening center, and I send it in, and the people tell me how I can enrich my soil and make it more, you know, yeah, more better. efficacious for yeah. yeah, growing stuff and like this. So I wanted to know from you wise guys, um, is there going to be math involved in this? Like, are they going to come back to me and say, you need 2% of phosphorus blesses us? No, no, they'll, they'll give you, you pounds per 100 square feet or pounds per 1,000 square feet. So the only math is going to be involved in is, is knowing how many square feet that you're treating. I see. And that's, that's length and times then, width. <laughs> okay, you lost me now. <laughs> So let me ask you, if I could, please. Um, I'm talking to these people when I send I send my soil in, and uh, they're going to come back and say, "Well, you need these certain items." Yeah. 
in your soil, where would I go to get? Now, would this be chemicals or or uh, typically? Chemicals, uh, yeah, they'll give it to you in, in chemicals and uh, <clears throat> whatever they recommend. Usually, it's pretty easy to find. And I, I hate to call uh, them chemicals, although they are, because pretty much everything is chemicals. But um, right. things like phosphorus or sulfur or lime or any of those sorts of things, I mean, they're all natural products. You know, they they're typically are mined out of the ground. Or they'll, they'll say you need to add this much organic matter yeah, to the soil. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so would, a, would my garden center um, absolutely. person... If when I had this description to them, they could help me with that, like sure. find out where I get these products. You bet. Know, they more than vaccines. likely have them on the shelf. Ah, uh, okay. Cool. Well, gentlemen, as usual, great show, and happy spring to everybody, and uh, we'll call you next week. All okay, right, th- thanks Thank for you. calling, Breck. We're already waiting. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, right quick, we should go out and talk to Margaret in Denver because she's got a question about wheatgrass. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. Hi there. Actually, hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be on your show. <laughs> well, we're glad you called. Um, I'm actually calling about wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few years back, I purchased a few plants of sweetgrass that I like to grow and then harvest and braid. In our Native American tradition, we use it as medicine. Uh-huh. And I found some sweet grass at a garden center off of 40th and Harlan. And I've called every nursery. I've been to many nurseries over the last few years, and I've not been able to find any more sweet grass in starters. Um, and the other plant is tobacco. I found a lot of short tobacco last year, but a few years ago I found tobacco that I that probably grew to like eight feet tall. Yes. Where, uh, trying, yeah. Uh, boy, there were lots of decades that you couldn't find the tall tobacco anywhere. Nobody was growing it <clears throat> except for tobacco, you know, cigarettes and cigars right. and that sort of thing. Um I, I've grown it from seed. I never expected to find it available in a garden center. Keith, where did you get your, your Sylvestris tobacco? I got it at Nick's. Okay. A lot of the garden centers carry the Sylvestris as a bedding plant in the spring. But it's usually not available till toward the middle, latter part of May. Because it's very tender. Now, the Sylvestris, is that the taller tobacco? Yes, yes. that's the tall one. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. the one that'll get six feet or more tall. Nick didn't have it last year. Yeah, they did. I bought it there. They did, huh? Uh-huh. But you have to be careful. I mean, not careful, but you have to realize that product turns very quickly through garden centers in May. And, and so they may have gotten it in one day and been sold out two days later. It just depends on the okay. demand. So you got, you've got to you know, check often, call often. And and just ask them, did you get your did you get your tall p- tobacco in? And if they say yes, then I would get there before you hang up. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, have you had any experience growing sweet grass? Because I know sweet grass is something that grows 
like in the plains in South Dakota and Oklahoma, kind of higher. Yeah, I know the name. And I've never grown it. Um, there are other things called sweet grass that are not hardy, but you are obviously referring to a hardy one. I'm not familiar with which one that is. Hyracloa or anthoxanthum is what I'm seeing as sweetgrass. Okay, because I've asked for sweetgrass at other garden centers, and yeah, they all kind of look at me like crazy. You may have to go online and, and, and purchase it online and have mm -hmm. it shipped to you. But no, I've not. Okay. I've not seen actual. I've not seen sweetgrass available in the garden. No, centers. I haven't either. Yeah, the only place I found it was the garden center there off of 40th and Arlen. And I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the place, but they had a, a variety of plants that I've not seen at other garden centers. And I got the sweet sweetgrass about five years ago. Planted it every year. I harvested around July grows really tall and then I you know harvest and braid it and then we use it as, yeah. as that, a that wouldn't happen to be a garden center called Alpine Garden would it or Al's Pine Garden maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> well I'm hearing the, I'm hearing the music in the yeah, background that, yeah we have to get out we have here. to wrap it up for the day yeah. but well, we do appreciate you. your call all right. Have a great day. You too. We appreciate everybody's call we got today, and we will appreciate it even more if you call again or have your neighbors call us again next week. And speaking of next week, uh, let me just mention uh, Sunday, this show is going to be repeated right here on the same station from 6 until 8 p.m. So in the meantime, keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. We'll be back next week right here on Legends 810.